Hi Brickies, I'm Dominic, the last one standing with a kink for cannibalism. And I'm Kate, the resident phobia expert who also hears voices. And you're listening to Shit and Bricks. A podcast where we talk shit about stuff that scares us. Ripping a few laughs and survival tips along the way. As always, please subscribe, rate and review us. And don't forget to follow us on the socials at Shit and Bricks Podcast. Like the morning after a night on the curries and cans, here it comes. So drop your ducks, pop a squat and let's get into it. Mm. All right. <laughs> it's not my turn tonight, is it? No, it's not your turn. Okay, Don't thank worry. God. I do that every time. I do that every time, and I just get a little panic. You panicked. I panicked. I panicked. Uh oh. What's that from? Has the internet stopped working? I panicked. I panicked. What's Here that? We go. It's from a TV show. I panicked. Anyway, stop panicking. I panicked. Hi, Kate. Okay. Stop panicking. We're here. Hi, Dominic. Welcome to what episode are we up to now? Shit. Um, like 97, I, that, I think. Yeah, that sounds about right. Does that ring a bell? <laughs> we don't often put numbers, but yes, 97. No, that's right. But I think we're up to 97. Holy oh. moly. Ooh. Oh, my goodness. I've got such a good episode for you this week, Kate. But... Yep. Before we start, we've got to do a little bit of what? Housekeeping. They're the guys, the guys with the shiny shoes. <laughs> I don't know why they have shiny shoes, but I assume because they're housekeeping, they can polish their shoes at the same time. I think that's a fair assumption. Yeah. Um. Yeah, let's do some quick housekeeping and then I want to do a wellness check with you and then we're going to get okay. into our episode. So Happy days. Um, housekeeping, folks, as usual, please do yourself a favour and do us a favour. Go check us out at shitting.bricks.podcast on all the usual social media channels. Yeah. For instance, we have a very active <laughs> Twitter and TikTok I mean, no, not Twitter, TikTok and Instagram. (laughs) Twitter doesn't exist anymore. (laughs) Um, But also our YouTube too. So we record all of our episodes. So if you want to see our pretty faces, as Dom poses to the camera. See it. See it. See it on the socials. Lick it all up. Look at this. Mm. Um, Go check us out on our socials. You're missing half the fun, folks. There's lots of fun and ways to interact with us. Yeah. While you're at it, go check out our amazing Patreon page because each week Kate and I do a bonus episode, which, motherfucker, I think I may have forgotten to write. Did I <laughs> well, write? most weeks we do. Sometimes when the Matildas are playing or if we're just the vibes off. Oh, no, I did. Okay. I did. I think. <laughs> the vibe's on. We'll we work it out it by the time we get to the end of it. That's fine. I've got some interesting things that I could probably okay. shift. And it's only five bucks a month minimum, folks. Uh, it keeps the lights on. It pays for all of our subscriptions and our equipment. And, you know, hey, you've got it. You've got the money. Yeah. I know yeah. you do. Yeah, do it. So sign up. Uh, we're also part of the Boopod Network, which is a collection of amazing, talented podcasters from all around the world uh, that do similar-ish type of podcasts. Uh, normally we would feature one, but we're not at the moment because Kate and I are hitting the home run of our 100th episodes. 
We are. And right around the corner is Halloween, folks, and we're busy working away on doing a special Halloween um, event with all of the podcasts together. So stay tuned for that. That's going to be coming out in the next week or two. Special Halloween special. Special, yeah. Is that it? Double special? Double special. That'll do. Um, Is that... Yeah, I, I think, think that's, that's majority. Enough. I think that's it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, as we've mentioned, we're coming up to our hundredth episode, Kate. Now I'm going to do a bit of a reshuffle of the podcast. We've been hinting and link, you know, putting some lingering comments out there about what we're going to do. We're still not ready to share with you, folks. But rest assured, it's going to be amazing. Uh, and don't worry, we're not going anywhere. But we're we're changing things up. So. We're changing things up a bit. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Let's move on from housekeeping and let's do mm-hmm. a quick wellness check, Kate. Yep. How yep. are you? I am all right. I have just some sort of chesty head thing. Um, I sound a lot better today than I have. But, yeah, it's just it just tires you out, you know. Yeah. So I've got a little bit of time off work to rest and recover and rejuvenate because I don't like going into work half half oh, energised, uh, half cocked. <laughs> <laughs> no, I usually go full cocked. <laughs> I cock things up like there's no tomorrow. Don't you worry about that. Um, yeah, so I just need a bit of a uh, bit of rest. But I, there's lots of things going around at the moment, and I'm avoiding COVID testing. I'm just like, I, nice. I don't do that. Like, I'm not going to have it a fourth time. Fourth time's not the charm. What okay? are you going to do? What different are you going to do? It doesn't. Yeah, not a lot. Stay at home and rest and drink lots of water. And order Guzmani Gomez tonight. I was just thinking about what am I going to order for tea? I'm going to get a burrito bowl. Hell Why yeah. Not? Burrito bowls yeah. are good. They're really good. Well, yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Well, not that you're sick, but I'm glad to hear mm. that you're resting and taking appropriate mm-hmm. time to check in with yourself, to take care Correct. of yourself and recover. Yeah. Yeah. And how are you, Dom? We're all about that. I'm fabulous. I'm a bit exhausted, but I'm also yeah. really on cloud nine because okay. as you know, our avid listeners would know um, Kane and I have been on the threat of not having a home for quite a few weeks and we've been yeah. through a journey, but we signed a lease to take over Glynn and Ricker's old place, which okay. is a beautiful apartment and we can't wait. Fantastic. That's so great. I'm glad you have, have somewhere home. to live. Yes. <laughs> the threat of homelessness is quite real. Yeah. Um, and we posted our invitations to our wedding last week and they mm. are arriving and it's amazing to see and I can't I, tell you how much work we put into this, folks. I <laughs> do have. I've got a very fancy envelope sitting on my kitchen table, which I just went and took out of the letterbox about half an hour ago and I haven't opened it yet, but oh. I knew that that's what it was going to be. So I cannot wait after this to open it up and have a look. But in other news, accommodations all booked. I'll, I'll be there. I've got myself a cabin of course. Um, for the whole time. So I'm so excited. Yeah. it's We've put a lot of effort and work into it. We're, we're not working with a lot of money, folks. So we're doing everything by hand. We're making everything. Yeah specifically for each guest so it's but it looks so flipping good oh, anyway so I'm excited to start hearing and getting jazzed about all that now the stress of home is done and I still got to move but um yeah getting geared up for that for that and then today Kate I'm just coming off the back of a really big I've been working on this event that I did today for four months it was an off-site corporate speak for you know activity, corporate yep. activity with our pride network. Um, 
at my job, EPA, and uh, we spent the whole afternoon at the Victorian Pride Centre, which is really cool. It's the first of its kind in Australia. It's a national Pride Centre, so all things LGBTQIA plus go through there. And we went and learned about the history and we did a bunch of reflections and we did a bit of annual planning and it was really cool. So That's awesome. I'm feeling really positive. I had two wines, so anything would happen. Let's do it. Okay, let's get into it because we're at seven, eight minutes. Ooh. And I cannot believe, once again, Kate, our synergy, that's the word. <laughs> that's our synergy. word of the episode. Uh-huh. You're sick as shit <laughs> and I'm doing mm-hmm. an episode on germs. Brilliant. <laughs> Brilliant. I reckon some that you list today could be what is coursing through my body at the moment. Um, exactly. But, yeah, but I'm, I've stocked up on pills. So I should be able to get through this this hour. You will. But I was inspired by another recent story in the papers. And don't worry, I'm not going to reflect on this particular story too much because it's probably a little too graphic even for me. That's how Mm -hmm. serious it is. But you may or may not have recently read, folks, that there was a story in the paper of a woman who went under surgery, brain surgery. Oh and my gosh, yes. A worm, living yeah. worm, was discovered in the frontal prolobotomy cortex, yeah. whatever the motherfucker that part of the body is. Of her it brain. Was, of her brain. It was living there. And yeah. the gist of the story is, is that she'd eaten some dirty food or whatever, and that's how it all happened it so all came about i'm doing I, I can't even talk oh my god it even scarred the surgeon who discovered it yes she's triggered from it she can't even pick up forceps again which is oh that would have been surgeon. mind-boggling yeah. and what got me is just quickly on that because you're not gonna go <laughs> literally but what got me about that was that i was watching a report on it and that one of the doctors was talking to the reporters and he was just talking like he was like no, like it was a, it was a worm. We found a worm. Like he was so, but this medical professional was beside himself. He's like, no, no, it was like, it was legit. And then they were saying too, they're just like, would that have, you know, like, would it have, have killed her? And then he said, here's the thing. These worms, they need to keep the host alive. So it just eats just enough to keep you alive for as long as it wants. <laughs> that so it no, it won't kill you, but it'll just nibble, 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 just to keep itself full in its tum tum. And then it was I yeah, worst fuck nightmare. That. Fuck that. So, fuck that. Fuck, fuck that. that. We're not that <laughs> no. isn't a phobia We're for not, no. brainworms, folks, but so not t- yet. Today I'm gonna do our fear of the week, Kate, is germophobia. Great. Surprise, surprise. Again, I can't believe we haven't done an episode on that. Like uh, nearly a hundred episodes, we've really, yeah, we've we're tapping the well, and and we're still coming up with gold. Exactly. Now, germophobia. It's sometimes spelled as germophobia. That's incorrect, folks. It oh, is okay. a term used by psychologists to describe a pathological fear of germs, bacteria, microbes, contamination, and infection. It is known by a range of other terms, including mysophobia which is a fear of uncleanliness mm-hmm. which i have suffered from time to time <laughs> yeah or it's untidiness 
I'm not okay. necessarily about cleanliness, but it's tidiness. Tidiness, anyway, yeah. That's another fucking journey. That's um, a whole other episode. Verminophobia, bacilliophobia, and bacteriophobia. I think you can all deduce what, Guess what those they, Yeah. Are. Yeah. Okay. So for the functional germaphobe, someone who can still get out amongst society from time to time, as mm-hmm. long as they have their trusty hand sanitizer close by. Standing in an airport can be as scary as, let's say, getting buck naked in front of a bunch of strange men for the first time in a prison shower. Okay. I like that analogy. I like it too, and I'm yeah. not mad about it. <laughs> you just saw you just thinking about that one. I think that we need to think of our audience there, folks. I think if we remove the location, I'm down. Sure, yeah. <laughs> Why does it have to be prison? <laughs> Why does it have to be a prison? But I understand the anxiety associated with that. Now, you never know what kind of unknown threats to personal health linger just around the corner. I mean, there's all sorts of nasty shit out there, everything from the Zika virus to the gaffle, which as far as we can tell is a strain of redneck funk found in parts of eastern Kentucky, namely Redneck funk. Yeah. And it's vicious enough to form a chicken leg out of the back of a victim's neck. Go look that up, folks. What? I'd rather not. I won't. Yeah, don't actually. It'll it'll mess with you. Yeah. Or do. Whatever floats your boat. Now, on second thought, there's no cure for prison plunder. What's done is done and we're afraid. So let's get out of the showers of the prison. Let's get back to <laughs> the world. So maybe hanging around a test tube terminal of dread, an airport, waiting Ooh. for a plane to catapult you across the country is not as frightening as some massive hairy beast with an ectac tattoo carving a makeshift ball gag out of a bar of soap and a dirty tube sock, but it's still in the ballpark, folks. Wow. These assimilations are pretty you are <coughs> you are getting graphic. Okay. Now public places in general are veritable petri dishes, and all of those coughs and sneezes, same reason why Kate is sick now. Mm-hmm. Not in the mind, but in the body. Oh, no, the mind as well. (laughs) That seem to be firing off in every direction, make most germaphobes seize up like a kid with Dravet syndrome. Go look up Dravet syndrome. I'm just giving you (laughs) so much. You guys are going to do a lot of air. You've got to do a lot of work in this episode. (laughs) Kate and I are up to 100 almost. We've done it. We're getting there. So, I mean, we're coming out of winter here in Australia, so we're really used to the whole coughings and sneezings and they come at you from all places yeah but so much in fact that they will actually hold their breath for durations that qualify them for the navy seal team how many times have i've been on a tram and i'm like this is a bit much yeah <clears throat> yeah <laughs> see if i can hold it for 96 stops there's an chew and they do it right in your face and you feel that Always. spittle hits your face it's just disgusting mm. Not the good kind of being spat on. (laughs) (laughs) Dom. Dom's powered purely on two glasses of wine right now. Now, we all know this to be true, and this is my reaction, or I'm sure all of us, when we're waiting for a flight, especially during flu season. The amount Mm. of times getting on a plane and you're like, I'm going to get sick. So contrary to what that douche pound heater egg Seth from Fox and Friends says about germs being figments of our imagination, mm. 
Researchers from University of Bristol tell us otherwise. Not only are these contagious booger breeders real, but each time (laughs) a person sneezes or coughs, somewhere around 100,000 of them come flying out at a rate of nearly 100 miles per hour. Wow. That's fucking huge. That's quick. That's a lot. It's like 120, 130 kilometres an hour both. Mm Mm-hmm. That's a whole lot of cases of explosive diarrhea. The pukes and sheet soaking fever getting launched into the air. We breathe when some inconsiderate fuckhead with the plague of the day doesn't cover his or her <laughs> mouth. They, some, some of us MBs can yeah. be nasty uh-huh. too. Yeah, absolutely. And the godless viruses, Kate, literally godless that come drag racing out of the lips and nostrils of the sick are fast to infect. Researchers say these bugs are most likely to set in and cripple a healthy person's immune system within a few minutes after being hurled into the world. Really? That's how quick it can actually... I was trying to... Because I was trying to work out because I was in the car with someone on Sunday who had a cough, but and then I started feeling rough like four or five hours later. I was like, that's too fast. There's no. no way that I've shared the car with her it for be that two quick. hours. Wow. Okay. So quick. maybe it, I'll then I'll message her and I'll say it's oh, your fault. Cut her out. <laughs> Shit friend. Nah, she's all right. We like her. Now, they can also remain suspended in the air for prolonged periods from seconds Good. to even weeks. Oh, my God. So if a person sneezes inside an airport today, another person might be infected by their germs days or weeks into the future, which makes complete sense. You know, all the ventilation work they had to do with COVID, it wasn't because of, like, that instant moment. It was the lingering effects of someone that had COVID in the airport could still be a risk to people days and potentially weeks in the future. Hmm. Are we the only ones thinking that airports should be pumping Lysol into the ventilation systems? I mean, okay, <laughs> calm down. That's a bit. Yeah, that's a bit. That's intense. a bit excessive, but okay. Scientific minds are trying to get a better grip on the spread of diseases in hopes of bidding farewell to the days when humans are infected by the atrocious grossness of others. People, ugh, I hate them. Gross. There is a new device called C E L E B S or Celebs that may further this research and ultimately save us all from untimely demise. It is being used to help them gain a better understanding of precisely what happens when pathogens and airborne diseases are flung from the human body in the vicinity of others. Let's unpack that a little bit. I like the word flung. Flung. Welcome flung to the podcast. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I'm (laughs) I'm flinging stuff all over my joint here. (laughs) <laughs> now, learning more about this process, researchers say, researchers say, is the key to eliminating the days where commonly spread illnesses like the cold and flu are passed around with such intensity. It might even prevent germaphobes from suffering brain damage as a result of holding their breath too long. Mm-hmm. Now, Healthline, which it, which. You may or may not know what that is, but Healthline, good old-fashioned ring-a-ding-ding, yep. I need help. telephone. Mm-hmm. Despite much research on such microorganisms, there remain important 
questions for understanding disease dynamics, such as why do some infections exhibit seasonal peaks in incidences and why is person-to-person transmission often linked to the early rather than later stages of the disease? So understanding all of these processes in greater detail at the single droplet scale may lead to better or alternative mitigation strategies, Healthline says, which pretty much is the more we know, the better. Yep. I could have said the that. The more you know. Six fucking words. I should be a doctor, Kate. <laughs> well, I could have got my medical certificate a lot faster if you were my doctor. <laughs> <laughs> could be like, call Healthline and speak yeah. to Dominic and Kate. <laughs> Hi, how are you going? Oh, you want to take the rest of the week off? Do it, Dal. Why don't I give you two? Here you go. Done. Here you go. What's wrong with you? It doesn't matter. Here you go. Take a couple of weeks off. Now, until sciences get all this germ business figured out, however, there are some easy things a civilised person can do to prevent the spread of internal defects. <laughs> <laughs> That's on my hinge profile. <laughs> Stop having sex and passing on those terrible genes, folks. Internal defects. we? Now, lo and behold, we should all know this from our post-COVID or, you know, current COVID, yeah. pre-COVID, whatever the motherfucker. Whatever. All the Covering COVIDs. your mouth during these those coughing or sneezing fits is the right place to start. Honestly, hence the masks, folks. Nothing mm-hmm. is more effective than a goddamn mask. Yeah. The next solid move is washing your hands. We've got some facts on hand washing in a, in a minute. Okay. Or using hand sanitizer to kill the lingering funk. For those beaten down by deep malay and who cannot avoid being in an airport or other highly populated places, wearing a fucking mask is a good place to start. Mm-hmm. I never understood people that I didn't enjoy wearing a mask. I didn't support wearing a mask in the sense that it drove me batty. But sure. just wear a fucking mask. Okay. Just do it when just we had to. It might not be the most fashionable accessory unless you go visit Dominic Taranto's Redbubble account where he sold amazingly fashionable <laughs> yes, face, masks. face masks, correct. Uh, sweatpants are apparently the official wardrobe of air travel, but it might prevent others from catching that vile shit. It sure beats being dragged into the airport shitter by a gang of angry germaphobes who in the last-ditch <laughs> effort to rid you from the flight try to flush your sick ass down the sewer system. Oh, my creative writing is getting... This is You're getting out of control. This is great. I love I don't it. Know. I've been working on it. I love it. But, of course, not before closing the lid, experts say flushing the toilet with the top down, sorry, with the top up, can spray germs nearly three feet in the air and as far as six feet. Folks, mm-hmm. we are not animals. Put the toilet seat down before you flush. Okay. I don't do that. I'm I should do it. Okay. Check in the poop. Check your yep. poop. It's good to do. Check everything. Check the color of your pee. Check it all. And, you know, brush the skin marks off as well, but just <laughs> close the lid when you flush. Okay. Does a big and put, make sure your toothbrush is not out in the open. Put it yep. in a locked place. Okay. A locked so, place. Lock it up. Lock it up. Lock put it, it up. in the safe. <laughs> Kate, you had a question. Yep. What are the top 10 most dangerous germs? That was what I was going to ask you. You were. And I guess what? Yeah. I've, got a, I've got a motherfucking list just for you. You are a mind reader and I love a list. You know how I love a list. I'm, I'm delivering it to you every episode. 
Bring it. Okay, here are the top 10 most dangerous germs in the world. Number 10, E. coli. Okay. E. dot coli. It's not one word, okay? No. Is this going from like the leastest dangerous to the mostest? Yes. Oh, wow. E. coli is number 10? Yeah. Okay. We've got some bad shit coming. I can give you a personal anecdote about how I avoid this. Oh, here we go. Kate and her <laughs> pooping is, we love it, don't we? Stomach issues really bother me. <laughs> I get them all the time. No shame here. We're all for a healthy gut. Uh-huh. Escherichia, Escherichia, Escherichia. Escandalo. Escherichia. I've been watching <laughs> that. Kate, she's broken. <laughs> Was that Sorry, angry I'm... Thomas or that angry Adam or Andrew or whatever that does the animals? And he's like, Chichiwa. Oh, yes, yes. Um, he did platypus recently. I love that one. I wake up and I turn to Kate oh. and I'm like, hello, Chichiwa. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, Escherichia, whatever mm-hmm. it is, coli, abbreviated as E. coli, are bacteria in the environment, foods and intestines of people and animals. It is one of the most bad bacteria. E. coli are large and diverse group of bacteria. Although most strains of E. coli are harmless, others can make you sick. In addition, some E. coli can cause diarrhea, while mm-hmm. others cause urinary tract infections. Oh, I hate those so much. Same. Ooh, I drink vodka cranberries purely. <laughs> Just to try to get on top of the UTIs. <laughs> We all know yeah, dogs are very when you go person, so. When you go out, you're like, oh, no, I'm on the vodka cranberries tonight. I'm not staying home and having some Ural. I'm going to come out and party, but I'm just going to have vodka cranberry. Don't worry, folks. I can be a slut tonight because I've got a vodka, <laughs> vodka cranberry. A vodka cranberry. <laughs> um, they can, in addition, cause respiratory illness and pneumonia and other diseases. The Mm -hmm. WHO publishes the list of bacteria for which new antibiotics are urgently needed, and they listed E. coli in the most critical group of all, including multidrug resistant bacteria that pose a particular threat in hospitals, nursing homes, and among patients whose care requires devices such as ventilators and blood catheters. So E. coli is just like relentless. Yeah. It's so common that it's super super antibiotic resistant so it's it's something us our generation kate are really going to have to struggle with as it gets more and more resistant good something else that we can struggle Look forward with. to can't buy a home <laughs> can't buy a house yeah can't eat pay. avocado shouldn't be buying lattes yeah. okay gotta pay for all the old people that just won't fucking die no, no they just want to keep on living <sighs> Okay, number nine, Clostridium botulinum. Ooh. So this microbe was first described in 1897 by E. van Ermigenjum. Yeah, talk about (laughs) on the nose. I like it. After investigating a foodborne outbreak in Elizellas. What the fuck is that? Is that a place? Is that a food? I don't know. I'm get, yeah, Kate's I don't gonna know. look that up. E double L E Z E double L E S. I got uh, the first bit. E double L E Z E double L E S. It is one of the most dangerous bacteria on earth. Mm-hmm. 
Belgium botulinum is a group of culturally distinct organisms that are alike only because they are clostridia and produce antigenically different neurotoxins, which are a similar pharmacological action. Whoa, Whoa got him. I literally Alice Alice yeah. is a, a municipality of Belgium. So it's a place. So, so it it's is. got it's it, it consists of a few different uh, places, but it's a municipality of How Belgium. Funky is that that there's a particular it's bacterium cool. that is relevant to a place on earth. A, a location, a That's municipality. So cool. The weather averages are 19 degrees to 11 degrees Celsius <laughs> overnight, high lows in September. To get there from Melbourne, it'll take you one day, one hour to fly. Uh, and there are some lovely little pictures of some little community libraries, some statues in a garden, and a courtyard. Ooh. I went to a great rock <laughs> concert got everything. in Belgium. So. There you go. Let's see if I've gotten it and I'm sick of the mind and maybe that's what this is. <laughs> uh, there are seven types of botulinum uh, distinguished by the antigenic characteristics of the neurotoxins they produce. Foodborne botulism is rare but may kill rapidly. So I think most people will be familiar with botulism, the word Yes, botulism. that's what. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's mainly contaminated products that may expose many people, so food. So mm -hmm. when you open a canned food yep. and you leave it in the fridge, exposed. In the can? Yeah. No. That's that. food. That's food safety 101. That's food storage safety 101. Yeah. If you decide to uh, marinate things in oil and leave it like you want to put I don't know sun-dried tomatoes or garlic especially garlic is a big no 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 no. garlic supposedly has botulism really so if you're at home jarring your own shit uh you got to be really really careful of botulism <laughs> firstly <clears throat> you need to stop and think about why you're jarring your own shit but no Stop joke. and think about that, and and then if you're then going to eat it, no wonder you're getting botulism, folks, because you shouldn't be eating your own. It's shit. a significant risk of death, folks. Put just flush that shit. Close okay. the lid. Flush it. Close the lid. Close the lid. <laughs> flush it. Open the Scrub lid. The Check skins. for skittens. <laughs> Don't put your jars back in the cup <laughs> and stop running them in the. Do you know what? I have to we have to do an episode of yeah. toilet behavior. I would love oh, to surely. unpack. Some people sit mm. more on this cheek than that cheek. Some people fold their toilet paper a certain way. Some people yeah. have poo droppers. Some people <gasps> yeah. don't flush pee, only flush poo. Um I think oh maybe we need to do a That's special, a special episode where we talk yeah. about unique toilet behavior because we're I mean toilet behavior because we're well, surely we could go through where you go into toilets and you see the signs that tell you how oh, not to use a toilet like they are gone. that we should got to go through that <laughs> okay well, well, well let's not let's not yeah we're not jumping ahead okay I'm writing this special. down though that's a special number yeah. eight salmonella okay oh salmon favorites. now salmonella <laughs> It's favorites. not just, sorry, I'm just going to stop you because it is one of my most favorite things ever uh, because the freaking Muppets, the Muppets <laughs> have a henchman monkey 
whose name is Sal. Sal Manella. Yeah. <laughs> I never got it until one day I was watching The Muppet Show. And it was like, hey, I'm Sal, Sal Manella. And he's like the henchman for like the the friend Frank Sinatra Muppet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh <laughs> and he wears a little waistcoat. And my mum came in and we were watching it. She was like, huh, Sal Manella. And I was like, why is that funny? And it's always stuck with me. So now anytime anybody mentions Sal Manella, I just think of that monkey oh, in a Sal. waistcoat. Oh, Sal. <laughs> Sal Manella. Oh. I'm going to have to get a picture of Sal and put it oh. up on our socials. I'm going to send you one right now. It's so He's so flipping cool. But you may not know this, Kate. Salmonella was discovered by an American scientist named Dr. Salmon. Okay. Salmonella. <laughs> Sa- Salmonella. Yeah. Salmon- Salmonella. Okay. He knew the cause of illness for over 125 years, and the condition is known as Salmonellosis. It is one of oh. the most dangerous bacteria on Earth, hence it's in the top ten. Yeah. Most people infected with Salmonella develop diarrhea, fever, and abdominal cramps between 12 and 72 hours after infection. The illness mm. usually lasts four to seven days, and most individuals recover without treatment. In these patients, the salmonella infection spread from the intestines to the bloodstream and other body sites. Classic bacteria, bacteria behavior. Classic bacteria. <laughs> Just living their dreams. Moreover, salmonella causes death unless a person is treated promptly with antibiotics. The elderly, infants, and those with impaired immune, immune systems are most likely to have a severe illness. And salmonella infections are more common in the summer than in winter. Okay. Okay. Number seven, Vibrio cholera. Mm. This is the bacteria responsible for the well-known disease cholera. There are many serogroups of cholerae, but only two, which is 01 and 0139, cause outbreaks. However, there's no difference in the illness caused by the two serogroups. Cholera, according to WHO, is a highly virulent disease that can cause severe acute watery diarrhea. Oh, watery. Okay, I didn't need that description. That adjective watery was No, watery is a lot. Now, it takes between 12 hours and five days for a person to show symptoms after ingesting contaminated food or water with the bacterium Vibrio cholera. Okay. Cholera affects children and adults and can kill within hours if untreated. Most people infected do not develop any symptoms. However, the bacteria are present in the feces for one to 10 days after infection and are shed back into the environment, potentially infecting other people. Great. So that's why it's like, stay away from the poop. Don't go near the poop. Don't put it in the jars. Don't yeah. put it in your fridge. Don't put it in a can and put it in your fridge. Don't stay put it away. in your fridge. Don't. Just leave it alone. Leave it alone. If you touch it. I was just looking there for a second because cholera rang out to me. <laughs> Hello, I sent, Sal. I sent Dominic a picture of Salmonella. So he's so happy too. Uh, cholera rang a bell to me. I was trying to work out whether or not um, that was in fact one of the diseases in the video game Red Dead Redemption, and it does make an appearance, but, um, but it wasn't the one that I was thinking about. So I'm wondering if the one I was thinking about 
makes the list. Okay, well, we'll, we'll find out. We're only up to number seven. Okay. Uh, among people who develop symptoms, the majority have mild or moderate symptoms, while a minority develop acute watery diarrhea. There it is again. <laughs> which the biggest issue with that is dehydration. So if you ever have diarrhea, yeah. folks, just Gastrolyte, hydrolyte. All those things. This yeah. can lead to death, obviously. Now, researchers yeah. have estimated that every year there are roughly 1.3 to 4 million cases and 21,000 to 143,000 deaths worldwide to cholera. Mm. It's huge. Like, it's a deal. Yeah. Okay. Number six, tetanus. <gasps> <laughs> not Tetris, not the game. No, tetanus. 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 Tetanus, tetanus yep. folks. Tetanus. According to CDC, tetanus is an infection caused by a bacterium called Clostridium tetani. I'm so paranoid about tetanus. Every time I cut myself with something borderline rusty or a metal, Ooh. I'm like, oh, when's the last oh time? Oh my I God, tetanus. tetanus. Yeah. It could be more than 10 years. Am I going to start stiffening up and. <laughs> What is that from the that? Oh man, I'm really not on the ball tonight. Stiff as a board, light as a light craft. as a feather, stiff as a board. The craft, thank the you. Craft. That was yeah. the witch craft thing. Also yeah. from Doctor Who, there's some Doctor Who. Stuff oh yeah, but it's not a it's not a spell. It's just tetanus. Yeah. <laughs> Your favorite word, Kate. Spores yep. of tetanus Ooh. bacteria are everywhere in the environment, including Good. soil, dust, and manure. So oh. It's not just, you know, rusty old nails and metal you've got to be okay. worried about. The spores can get into the body through broken skin and develop into bacteria when they enter the body. That's mm. why it's really important that we use our Dettol and cleaner cut yep. and a scratch. Just how many times have we watched end of the world movies? And they get a little scratch, movies, they get a little, little cut. And they leave it alone. Then they're dead. And you're like, oh, I dead. won't tell anyone. Oh, my oh. leg's gone green. Shh. Oh, God. Oh, no, don't tell no one. We're going to just keep no, playing. We're going to be fine. Yeah, let's go. Fucking idiot. You deserve to die. <laughs> I read a book recently and it was about a woman trying to escape. <laughs> I read a book. This is Kate, relevant. I read a book. I know. I can I've read. got feet. I, I read a book recently. Okay, moving on. No, I read a book recently that a woman was trying to escape from the lull and as she was trying to escape from the lull, she uh, slipped climbing out of a window and landed on a wrought iron fence and punctured her side. Um, and then she maintained. <laughs> no, <laughs> she punctured her side so she had a wound on her, on her side. And then she spent the rest of the time trying to escape from places and she couldn't, you know, use credit cards will go places that were populated because the cops were after her, whatever, sure. blah, blah, blah. Um, but the whole time I was just thinking as soon as she did it, I was like, you need to sort that. You need to stitch it. You need some cotton. You need some threads. You need some needles. You need to do some bush magic because that's going to come back and bite you. Yeah. And it was there for the whole book. And she was just like falling apart. And it was, yeah, it was just, it I was so annoyed. so annoying reading oh. that. I'm See, so annoyed. Kate, this is why I've had this conversation. I'm a bit of a tangent here, folks, but we're getting into yeah. it. Let's do it. We're ahead of schedule. 
if the world came to an end, mm. I've given this a lot of thought. There's a lot of family. <laughs> so <and> wishful <laughs> thinking. No. Okay. Some days. Some days. Some days. <laughs> but I've given it a lot of thought. Where I okay. would go, what I would pack, what I would need, who I would okay. save. Yeah. There's a lot of people possibly listening to this podcast who I would not bother. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> to say. You're on your own. Kate, you are yeah. a person that I would because oh, you know yeah. if someone got a scratch, oh. we're gonna we're gonna sort that out ASAP. We're gonna sort it out. Get the vodka, sterilize the wound, take a sip for yourself just to settle the nerves. Now put this wooden spoon in your mouth and we're gonna get two belts and we're gonna hold your hand down and then we're gonna cauterize the wound with a you hot poker it. from the fireplace. And then if it needs some stitching, we're gonna do it with whatever we've got lying around, even if it's dental floss. Yeah. So just get ready for it. That's why I would go, I'd come for you, Kate, because okay. you'd be good and worthwhile. There's a lot okay. of people that you and I It just I wouldn't be handy. That We'd be, be like, annoyed with. Nah, I love yeah. you. Yeah, yeah, forget it. Yeah, because if I fall down, I'm assuming we're going to Lala. Yeah. Um, yeah, perfect. <laughs> no, uh, so if Lala, I fall, too oh. open. We need walls. Oh, is it? We need, oh, okay. We need landlock. We need barricade. Water. We, we need barricades. Ooh. We need mountains. We need to blow out road systems so things can't Oh, far out. Lalal's too exposed. Too many. Okay. Too many angles. Too many prying eyes. It's a good short, short term. Short term. Okay. So we'll go there first. Hot, skip and jump. Uh huh. You know, we could do it and we could survive for a little bit. It's not long term. Yeah. Understood. I've already thought about it, Kate. Okay. I can <laughs> tell. <laughs> Maybe that's our next episode. <laughs> what are we doing in the apocalypse? Okay. <laughs> I'd actually, I'm down for that. I'm, I'm so really down. Fun. Let's actually do that. It's a good story. <laughs> Maybe we would do that for 99. All right, let's get back to tetanus. We're up to okay. Fuck, we're only up to tetanus. Tetanus. Um, they're everywhere. The spores. The spores can get into the body where they do. We told you that broken skin. Mm. The neurotoxins produced under anaerobic conditions in wounds. That's where the good stuff, or not so good stuff, happens. Now, tetanus, mm. according to who? WHO occurs during pregnancy or within six weeks of the end of pregnancy. So you've got to be very careful in that window if you're, okay. you're in the process of impregnation. Cooking a baby. You're very susceptible. Okay. Right. Tetanus called maternal tetanus, while tetanus occurring within the first 28 days of life is called neonatal tetanus. So you know when if you've got a friend that's, Got a baby or just had a baby? I, I do, I do. You need to get a booster shot if you're going to go meet the baby for the first time. Ah. Tetanus is also included in the booster shot. Right. So you okay. know if you're like, oh, when's the last time I had my tetanus done? If mm. you had a booster shot, you've had a tetanus Recently. within that booster okay. shot. So yeah, I did not know that. Okay, that's handy to know. Now, tetanus... The tetanus, called lockjaw, because one of the most common signs of this infection is tightening of jaw muscles. Mm. The signs also include painful muscle stiffness all over the body and jerking or staring seizures. So oh, you'll far out. You know, you'll know. Yep. Furthermore, tetanus infection can lead to serious health problems, including difficulty opening the mouth and difficulty swallowing and breathing. That's where the danger lies. Where the danger lies. Understood. But don't worry, you're not going to die, folks. You'll if you've got if you've got the tetanus, we'll yeah, we'll find you'll out. be okay. 
Okay. Yep. Klebsiella, number five. Ooh. Klebsiella is a genus of non-motil or gram-negative, oxidase-negative, rod-shaped bacteria. Klebsiella is named after German-Swiss microbiologist Edwin Klebs. It is a very dangerous bacteria on Earth. Klebsiella species are routinely found in the human nose, mouth, and gastrointestinal tract as normal bacterial flora. So, you know, it's out and about, folks. It's okay. However, they can also behave as opportunistic human pathogens. It can lead to various disease states, notably pneumonia, urinary tract, septicemia, meningitis, diarrhea, and soft tissue infections. So it's a nasty motherfucker. Mm. This is illustrated in one of the most amazing books called Current Diagnosis and Treatment in Infectious Diseases, the first edition, and resistance to Klebsiella pneumonia, common intestinal bacteria that can cause life-threatening infections, and to the last resort treatment has spread to all regions of the world as a dangerous bacteria on Earth. So it is pretty serious, folks. Mm-hmm. This Klebsiella pneumonia is a significant, so there's different types of pneumonia. If you didn't realise this, folks, uh-huh. pneumonia is just not a one-and-done thing. It ain't just one, yeah. It comes from different causes. Is a significant cause of hospital-acquired infections such as pneumonia, bloodstream infections, and infections in newborns and intensive care unit patients. I have previously had this, Kate, and it is not fun. So right. stay the fuck away. So don't get it. Okay. And it occurred three years in a row, so it's serious. Oh, my God. Okay. In some countries, carbenum antibiotics do not work in more than half of people treated with K-pneumonia, uh, so infections because they can become resistant. So you've got to be really careful. Number four, Staphylococcus. Mm-hmm. Okay. Staph. 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 If you've ever heard staph people disease. say staph infection. Staphylococcus. Yep. Staphylococcus. Staphylococcus. Yep. Staphylococcus. Jessica, can you just come in school? Staph- Staphylococcus. Staphylococcus. It is. Some words I know. That's that's one one I know. That's one one. Yep. Cool. I'm all right. My dyslexic fucking ass with these words. <laughs> no, you're you're doing good. This is the why we're a team. We're here. here. Is ridiculous. Now Staphylococcus, no, which is from the Greek grape and granule, is Ooh. a genus of gram positive bacteria, one of the most dangerous bacteria. The Staphylococcus genus includes at least forty species, because one's not enough. No, why would it be? Most are harmless and usually reside on the skin and mucous membranes of humans and other organisms. Folks, if you dare, I'm going to put up a lot of photos of some of these germs under the <laughs> microscope and just so imagine you're not where in they it. live. Yeah. <laughs> um, anyway, found worldwide, they are a small component of soil microbial flora. Many antibiotic resistant strains were observed. In addition, one of them is methylicin, methylicin, methicillin, methicillin resistant Staphylococcus, or MRSA, which people that's probably easy to say. Which would have heard. Yeah. Is, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just like watching you drown. Then <laughs> it's just too much. methicillin, methicillin. Yeah, maybe that's that. Good. Yeah. 
It's responsible for several difficult to treat infections in humans. And additionally, MRSA, you, I'm sure people would have heard of RMSA before. It's, you know, we've had outbreaks of it, this before. Mm-hmm. Um, is any strain, it, it's, yeah, it's, it's a broad, broad sort of terminology. So this occurs through horizontal gene transfer, natural selection, blah, blah, blah. It's just, it's a nasty one. Yeah. It's really common in hospitals, prisons and nursing homes, people with open wounds, invasive devices such as catheters and weakened immune systems are greater risk. So Mm. now people with MRSA estimated to be 64% more likely to die than those with a non-resistant infection. So not cool. Okay. Top three, folks. (coughs) Top three, baby. Number three. Mm. syphilis oh okay now let me tell you about my sister Sif. <laughs> does this have a nickname <laughs> siffy siffy my Sif. sister Sif. yeah not now, your Sif- actual sister though no 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 okay. definitely not <laughs> now syphilis is a sexually transmitted disease caused by the bacterium treponoma pallidum which can infect almost any part of the body depending on the stage of illness. It's acquired, acquired syphilis is classified into early, preliminary, secondary, and early latent. Now, syphilis and late or tertiary syphilis. The signs and symptoms of syphilis vary depending which of the four stages it presents, primary, secondary, latent, and tertiary. So I'm so familiar with syphilis. <laughs> the different- I've never had it stages mean very different things folks like okay you don't want to be going to the tertiary stage yeah the further you don't want to go to the university stage okay let's let's this is no further education we do not need it this Mm. is a time where being uneducated is good (laughs) okay now moreover the primary stage classically presents with a single Chancray or chancri, I don't know what that is. It's a firm, painless, non-inchy skin ulceration. So barely noticeable. You probably wouldn't. Yeah. There may be multiple sores though. In secondary syphilis, a diffuse rash occurs, which frequently involves the palms of the hands and soles of the feet. So this Ugh. is probably the most common one. Okay. There may also be sores in the mouth or vagina. So men right. seem to get a bit of a free pass on this one. Yeah, okay. In latent third stage syphilis, which can last for years, there oh. are few or no symptoms. So pretty bad. So and you if, don't even know. Wait, that doesn't seem to make sense. And if you have tertiary, there's practically none. Right. So you have less symptoms yeah. when it's worse. Yeah. Right. That does that, that seems counterintuitive. There are what's called gumas, which are soft, non-cancerous growths and neurological or heart symptoms can occur. So oh they, they are more serious, but they just might not present in the way that you might think an STD okay. might. Syphilis spreads, obviously, through sexual activity. It may also be transmitted from mother to baby during pregnancy or birth, resulting in congenital syphilis. So when I was donating and because of the way that we did it, it was really important that I was getting tested, not because of things like gonorrhea and other yess yeah. intense, but if I was okay. passing syphilis, syphilis on to the that's mother, bad. 
Yeah, yeah. And I'm passing it on to the child as well. Yeah. So it was really important that's that bad. I got on top of that. And men often have no symptoms and are super carriers. And this is where it's a big issue of men not getting treated regularly, mm-hmm. even when they have no symptoms, is because they're often super spreaders of syphilis. Oh, good. Number two. We're almost done, folks. Number two, streptococcus. Mm, okay. Streptococcus is a genus of coccus, spherical, gram-positive <laughs> bacteria, and it is one of the most dangerous bacteria. It is one of the. It is particularly one of the worst and very deadly. Many streptococcal species are not pathogenic and form part of the commensal human microbiota of the mouth, skin, intestine, and upper respiratory tract. So it's all, mm. yeah. You, you know, you may have been to the doctor and they say you've got streptococcal or whatever. Yeah. However, certain streptococcus species are responsible for many cases of pink eye, <gasps> meningitis, bacterial mm. pneumonia, endocarditis, erysipelas, necrotizing fasciitis, or the no! fasciating bacteria. Blech. In addition, streptococcal pharyngitis, which is strep throat, so mm-hmm. that's the one that I mentioned just previously. The, yeah. Most common. Okay. So streptococcus is like, oh, it's, she's connected it comes to in lots of, of she, like, she comes into lots of different yeah. parties. Yeah. Okay. But strep throat is the one you're probably most commonly yep. in contact with. Mm-hmm. Where's the drum roll? Number one. Kay, do you want to take a guess at what it might be? Is it TB? Yeah. Yeah. Tuberculosis. This is the one I was waiting for. Yep. Well, not me, but (laughs) this is from the video game that I played. Red Dead Redemption 2. If you have played that game, then you would know. Uh, But if you have not, I'm going to spoil it for you. So, yeah, but to be honest... Statute of Limitations is passed. You should have played it. If not, you should have watched the playthrough on YouTube, which would only take you 60 to 70 hours. So make sure you do that. But um, the lead character that you play from the get-go, he goes, you have to go and complete a mission. It's not negotiable. You have to go and do a mission. And there is somebody that you interact with and he has TB and he coughs right on your character during oh. this cut scene and you can't do anything about it. You have, you must complete this mission. And then in fact, you get really pissed about it because for the remainder of the game, your player gets more and more sick. And then you go somewhere and the doctor says, I'm sorry, mate, you've got tuberculosis and it's not curable and you're going to have a really poor time. And then you, yeah, play the remainder of the game as he's getting more and more sick, but it kind of builds up to like the climactic ending where He's trying his very best to be the best bad guy he can be. Um, And then he dies on a mountainside. And you have to, like, deal with that, with the person you've been for 70 hours of, like, an intense game where you develop emotional connections to people. And, yeah, Arthur, the guy that you've been, um, dies. And there was nothing you could do about it. Um, But that's not as bad as just before that you have a horse (laughs) <laughs> which you also create. I'm just going to get really emotional about this because my horse was named Quicks. I don't know why I called it Quicks, but I had three horses in the game. I had Quicks and then I had uh, like two others and I never used the other two. Quicks was my horse from the beginning 
and your horse dies. <laughs> and I literally sat, I had to pause the game because I was sobbing so hard that my horse, my fictional video game horse quicks died. And then he climbs up a mountain and then he died. And it's just, the cinematography is exquisite. They're like, I can't with that game. It was too much. But he had TB and that's what that's the anecdote, the personal anecdote I wanted to share. I was hoping that would be number one. But please tell me about what happened to him. And remember you did or touched upon TB Mary. Was it TB? Um, Typhoid woman? Mary. Typhoid Mary. Typhoid Mary, yeah. Anyway, yeah. <laughs> it does with a T. It does <laughs> It's TB Arthur, yeah. Yeah, let's get into it because it's it's really quite interesting, TB. And okay, I'm not surprised that you knew what it was because it's it's a no brainer. Like I, ne- do you know what? I dead set never would have picked it had I not tried to make the link between yeah. the game that I was connected to. If so you there didn't you go. guess it, you'd be like, oh, of course. Like, yeah, of course, of course. Know, maybe the not for our generation, but of course, TB. yeah. Now, WHO classifies it as an infectious disease among the top 10 causes of death. Now, folks, Mm. I just want to call out, you're probably all sitting at home, you scientists, you medicine people, being like, (laughs) what about this one? What about this one? I'm sure there's others that I have not (laughs) included in my top 10. Please write to us. We love it. You know, write to me and I will Mm. well and truly not read it. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. But we're talking about germs, we're talking about bacteria. So tuberculosis, WHO classified as, as an infectious disease among the top 10 causes of death. It is one of, if not the most dangerous bacteria. Additionally, it is due to the bacterium Mycobacterium tuberculosis, MTB, or tuberculosis generally affect the lungs, in addition mm-hmm. to affecting other parts of the body. Most infections do not have symptoms such as latent tuberculosis so imagine that you could have tb you got no motherfucking idea these bacteria are sneaky about 10 percent of latent infections progress to active disease which if left untreated kills about half of those infected Mm. but 50 percent of the 10 percent of the latent infections that sounds like difficult mathematics but i I get you i understand what you're saying yeah that was brilliant like Essentially, it. it means 5% in total of all tuberculosis okay. cases. Okay. Yeah. The classic symptoms of active TB are a chronic cough with blood containing sputum, which is mm. the gunk. That's what happens to Arthur. Fever, night sweats, and weight loss. So think of Satine from Nicole Kidman in, I was going to say Muriel's Wedding, Moulin Rouge. <laughs> Can I tell you something, Dominic? Don't tell anybody. Did you pash her when she was sick? Uh, I don't believe so. (laughs) I wouldn't put it past me, but I don't think that I did. No, I don't. um, No, I was going to tell you, but just I'll just whisper it to you because I don't want anyone to hear. I've never seen Moulin Rouge. (gasps) Okay, that's our movie of the week because I did. I'm going to go. I was going to be Contagion, but I'm I'm like. Yeah. It's a bit on the nose. All right, hang on. I'm writing it down right now. I'm going to see the stage performance in November. Does that help? I do the movie first. Okay. You have to do the movie first. All right. I'm sure I've seen bits of it. I've just written Moulin Rogue, which is a different show. 
Kate, can I? Yeah. Can, okay. Can you actually come over to my house and okay. watch it with me? Yes. Because <laughs> I have a certain ritual in oh, which okay. I perform when watching oh, that film, and of course. I can't talk about it because it's okay. You don't want to run it. Don't want to spoil it. Yeah, of course. The school holidays are coming up. I'll come over. You, we'll, we'll have a dinner. We will put Moulin Rouge on. It'll be a time. <laughs> You're gonna yeah. I can't wait. Okay. I can't wait. I'm glad I haven't seen it then. Oh. All right. So we're thinking of Tajine from Moulin Rouge. Yeah. <laughs> Tajine. <laughs> from Moulin Rouge. <laughs> Finally, tuberculosis spreads through the air when people with active TB cough, yeah. spit, sneeze, or sneeze. Speak like the goddamn guy on the farm. The goddamn yeah. guy on the farm. Why did we have to help him? We were helping him too. God. Spitting. It just stops spitting, folks. Yeah, don't. Do it at home in your own privacy with closed doors. Mm. Don't spit on the sidewalk. Like, get over yourself. Okay. That is a note to me because when I go running, I do tend to do that. It's because my mouth fills with stuff. No, no, no. But like if it's you're not around other people and if it's in no, I do it and things discreetly. Like that. But yeah. that you're dropping disease bombs everywhere you go. Oh, okay. Is essentially what you're doing. That mm. spit is a little disease bomb with okay. all your germs and it's you know anyway multi-drug resistant tb remains a public health crisis and a health security threat and if you go on any th- health organization or yeah, website yes we'll say that so it will, it's still with us folks and that mm. is the end of my germ episode thank you for being so patient <laughs> well done no that was a lovely lovely trip down bacteria lane where we can contract everything and touch everything and lick our hands and spittle on the ground. <laughs> Folks, <laughs> what a that treat. was episode 97. We've got 98, 99 and 100. So that's three more mm-hmm. episodes to go. Plus we've got our ho- our Halloween special, Halloween special. Yep. which is four. And yep. then I may have to do a shit podcast where or a shit episode about shitting behavior and techniques yeah and, and then kate might want to do I one think... on survival into the world well yeah i was thinking we need to do an apocalypse planning episode so look yeah to let you know folks we've got about potentially up to six more regular programming episodes up yep. our sleeves before we do a top 10 and then we're going to take a bit of a break and we're coming back with a whole new format and something fun for you. So thanks Perfect. for joining us tonight. Thank you. Love you guys. Bye. That's a wrap. Big shout out to everyone for tuning in to Shit and Bricks. Don't forget to subscribe, rate and review us. Plus you can find extra little nuggets on our socials. Next week we'll be back talking more shit, so do not forget to tune in. And remember to wipe, flush and wash your hands. Goodbye. Goodbye.